Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hey everyone, how are you? I am doing okay, you know, semester's wrapping up. Well, I'm taking a winter class, so I don't really get a real break, but I'm looking forward to finishing my semester. Anyway, hi. This week's Teen Mom was maybe one of the most boring episodes they've ever aired. Um, (laughs) I always take notes for these shows, as you guys know, and they're on average four pages. If something fun is happening or exciting is happening, they're five pages. Today's was two and a half for this week's episode. So I'm going to talk about the episode, but I also asked me I also asked on Instagram for people to give me AMA, ask me anything, teen mom questions, because I did an AMA last week. So obviously, I'm not going to do those two weeks in a row. And last week, though, was about personal stuff. And so I'm going to talk about, I'm just going to answer some teen mom questions, because I don't have a full show based on this week's teen mom. There was a 16 pregnant on, but I just didn't have time to watch it. I had a really busy week. So, you know. That's what it is. Uh, There's not any news. There's really nothing to talk about. (laughs) So I guess we can just get started. Um, This week, Aubrey gets braces. Okay. That, the only thing to say to that is, okay. (laughs) There's truly nothing to say about Aubrey getting braces. I do not care. Although Chelsea Grace comes to sit with Chelsea while Aubrey gets braces and they're talking and Chelsea goes, you know, she texted everybody in her phone telling them they were she was getting braces and they all responded and they were so excited except for Adam. And I thought she was going to say Adam didn't text back. And she's like, Adam said, I hated having braces. And like, why would he say that? And it's like, what? (laughs) To me, like, of all things to complain about with Adam, that to me does not rank highly. (laughs) I remember my parents telling me how much they hated braces. By the way, I had extensive orthodontist, orthodontra, I think it's orthodontra, right? Uh, Work as a child. (laughs) Extensive. I started when I was in third grade with a lip bumper and a palate expander. I wonder if they still even give lip bumpers out. Then I had, I don't even remember all the things I had. I I had a retainer up top and then bottom braces. And then I had top braces and a retainer on the bottom. Then I had full braces. I had headgear at night, which I never wore. I fucking hated that headgear. And then um, I, when I got my braces off when I was maybe 15-ish, I can't, I can't remember if I was in ninth or 10th grade when I got my braces off. So yes, you've heard, you heard that right. I was in some sort of orthodontist situation from third grade to ninth or tenth grade. <laughs> I think my parents must have had good uh, dental insurance and my orthodontist saw them as marks. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of to explain why I had such extensive orthodontist work done. My brother did too. Also, I had fucked up teeth. Like my teeth were fucked up. So, I mean, thank God that I got all this, I guess. But... <laughs> Um, when I got them off, I got a 
permanent bottom retainer, but a not permanent top retainer. And guess what happened? I I haven't seen my, I think I threw out my retainer when I was, I don't know, like 18 or 19. I haven't seen that thing in fucking years and years and years. So my top teeth have absolutely shifted and do not look good. And recently my bottom permanent retainer broke. So I had to get it removed. And I'm thinking about going to the orthodontist and maybe talking about Invisalign because I'm worried about my bottom teeth moving now too. And I would like to do it before it gets too bad. I think my brother even had to get braces again as an adult because of something with his jaw. We have fucked up teeth in my family. So seeing Aubrey in that little, um, <laughs> the thing that keeps your mouth open, I remember hating that the most out of everything at the dentist because it would like crack the side of my mouth. Anyway, mazel, mazel tov to Aubrey for getting braces on. That's really all there is to say about that. Um, and then the episode ends with Chelsea talking to Donna. Well, I use that phrase lightly. So they hadn't heard back from Donna regarding the letter. Um, and it seems like Donna's lawyer never got it to them, which is possible. Maybe she just, the lawyer just like had it on their list of things to do. I don't know. Maybe the lawyer's shitty. Who knows? Maybe they heard it and then just ignored it. I don't know. Well, I don't think so because she seemed confused. So Donna basically texts Chelsea and was like, hey, what's a good weekend to plan the visit? And Chelsea was says something like, well, we went, I went to my lawyer. I can't remember. I should have written down exactly what she said. And she's like, I went to my lawyer and we decided that we don't want to do these visits this way anymore. So please talk to your lawyer. And Donna's like, what? Chelsea, of course, reads the text to Cole. The text was kind of fine. Here's where my issue is. Donna responds with exactly the way I would respond, which is, why can't we just talk about this? Like, why do we need to go spend money on a lawyer? Lawyers are really fucking expensive, if you guys don't know. Somebody that works for lawyers and does the billing for lawyers, have the lawyers I work for are have quite a high hourly wage. I would guess it's probably double about what most um, family law attorneys have. Their rates at would be my guess. But it is crazy how much some people pay in legal fees. Like, I know we did a um, a sale of a business recently, and I think they had about $60,000 in legal fees, like three months of like $20,000 a month. And it's not extraneous. Like it just, they're that expensive. And I guess my bosses are good attorneys, which is why they can pay so much or charge so much. But yeah, they, having a lawyer is very, very expensive. So if I was Donna, I'd be like, why can't we just talk about this? That's exactly what I would say. Chelsea, look, do I understand why Chelsea wants to go through lawyers? Kind of, kind of. I kind of understand why Chelsea wants to go through lawyers. As far as like, if I'm thinking about me and what I would do, I do understand the idea of like wanting everything to be official. That I get. But when it comes to Chelsea, I just am so frustrated. And Cole is so smarmy in this scene. Like there's something so gross about Cole in this scene because he goes... They don't need an explanation. They don't deserve an explanation. And I'm like, what? He's like, no explanation needed. And I'm like, well, yeah, there is an explanation needed. And here's the thing. Chelsea kind of gave up the right to not give the Lynns an explanation when she let them take Aubrey every other weekend for her entire life, right? Like she made an active choice to allow Aubrey to be like spending a lot, a lot, a lot of time at their house. So to say that they don't 
that Chelsea doesn't owe them an explanation, I think is incorrect. I think Chelsea owes them the exact explanation that she gave us because it's an explanation that makes total sense, which is that Aubrey has grown out of these visits. She loves you very much. She wants to be able to see you. I can't wait for you guys to have to continue seeing each other. She loves you so much. But it just doesn't make sense for her anymore to go over there every, like, to have to have an assigned weekend. She can go to church with you guys, like, that type of thing. And Chelsea's right in that. I just don't understand, like, why she's so scared of Donna. I don't get it. And she even says to Cole, she goes, it's just so frustrating because, like, she doesn't get my side at all. And I'm like, what? Like, you haven't told her your side. (laughs) You can tell that. Chelsea or that Donna seems really confused by this at least based on the the text she sent back I think she even says what's going on like can't we just talk about this because Donna I imagine is like a normal human adult that's like well why would we go why would I go spend a thousand dollars I mean some family law attorneys will not work with you until you give them a retainer because um family law is one well a lot of attorneys are like this a lot of criminal attorneys are like this too they make you pay up front for money like they are for your bills and it's possible that Donna's lawyer won't even talk to her without giving without Donna giving them a retainer and so i understand why Donna's like why are we doing it this way and it just goes back to like the fact that i don't have a lot of respect for Chelsea as a person <laughs> right like i just don't i would understand you know, there are certain things. I understand why she doesn't necessarily trust the Lynn's. I think that's fair. In the past, they have violated the court order. There have been issues with that. Um, They have not been honest about Adam's drug addiction. Like, I get all of that. But at the same time, like, they haven't, they're not, they don't attack Chelsea as far as we know. There has never actually been drama between the Lynns and Chelsea, except for one time when Donna tried to talk to Chelsea in court and Chelsea just would not speak to her. I think that there's never actually been a confrontation between the two of them as far as I remember. So the fact that Chelsea just won't speak to them is just, it's so immature. It's so mature. And then Cole egging her on, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. All she has to do is give Donna a call. They don't even have to see each other in person and just explain it. And then if Donna's not reasonable, then you go to the lawyer. Then you can say, okay, well, I can go to the lawyer. Chelsea even says I she could go for grandparent rights, which I don't... Every state has their own grandparent right laws. Like some states have very, uh, like, sh- not strict isn't the word I'm looking for, but they have very, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, strong grandparent rights. Um, some states, grandparents don't have any rights. Uh, you know, in some states, grandparents can sue to see the grandchildren, which I think is, I don't think as a law, I support grandparent rights as a whole. I just don't because I don't think that a grandparent is entitled to seeing a, a grandchild. Um, but at the same time, I can also understand situations like the Lynn's and the divorce, where the Lynn's have been, you know, Aubrey's 11 and they've been such a constant in her life, it would be devastating if Aubrey was pulled away from them for seemingly no reason. I don't know if South Dakota has strong grandparent right laws, but the fact that Chelsea brings it up makes me think that her lawyer must have mentioned it. And Cole goes, well, that would be stupid of them. And I'm like, what? He goes, that would be so stupid of them if they tried to get grandparent rights. They won't get it. Anyone can see it's in the best interest of the child. What? 
Nicole, what are you talking about? When he said that, I was like, huh? It probably, if South Dakota has strong grandparent rights, it wouldn't be stupid because they would probably get them if this, like I said, if the state, like, uh, affords grandparents that time. But when Cole's like, that would be stupid. That would be stupid. I don't know. There's something so gross and unappealing about Cole this season. I just don't like it. I don't like, I don't like how, I guess how authoritative he speaks because it doesn't seem like it matches the energy Chelsea has. And that's where I feel very confused by it because he seems to want like, he seems to be a lot angrier than Chelsea is, which confuses me. But that's really it. I, like, Chelsea, we get a scene for next week where she tells us that she's pregnant, which, like, whoop de doo You know? whoop de doo Okay, let's talk about Jade, um, who is still in Vegas at the beginning of this episode. And my first thought was, like, really? Did we, did we need to see Jade in Vegas for two episodes? To me, the answer is no. I mean, I didn't really need to see her in Vegas at all. (laughs) You can tell they're now stretching out um, footage because Jade usually has interesting segments, but I think they're definitely stretching some shit out right now. Sean takes care of Chloe. Jade comes home and has Sean take a drug test. I was kind of surprised she let him take a drug test um, in the bathroom by himself with the door closed because Uh, If you pop a little bit of water in that drug test or you have pee from somebody else. I mean, there's a million ways to fake a drug test. And when the door is closed, it's very easy to fake a drug test. Although sometimes the water will make it come back inconclusive, which is a fail. Uh, Well, if you're like on probation, inconclusive can definitely be a fail. If they think you've tampered with it, it's definitely a fail. But for like an at-home drug test, I was surprised that Jade didn't go into the bathroom with him. I think that... I think that Jade is very much like I was when I had a drug addicted boyfriend where it was like I would do stuff like that where I'd be like you have to take this drug test and then it would come back clean and I'd be like okay great <laughs> like now that that's done like we don't have to think about this anymore and within like a week it would there would be another issue and another thing coming up it was just very like the drug test gives you this like this false sense of control and trust. And I do think in some cases um, that, like, if you are in a relationship, like, let's say your spouse has a drug addiction, you decide to stick through it and work it out. Like, I don't think it's always inherently wrong to, like, use drug tests in that situation. I don't because I under, like, I understand why they would do that. But I think when it comes to Jade and Sean, I think that Jade... I think if the test came back positive, I don't really know if she would do anything about it or at least long term not do anything about it. And I think that when the test comes back negative, she's just like, okay, great. Now we don't have to think about Sean being a drug addict anymore. (laughs) I don't know. I've Sean being 30. So I've always thought Sean was maybe like 24, 25. And I think I was a little more lenient on him. In the scene for next week, they talk about him being 30, which definitely, uh, makes me think much less of him. I think that if you are 30 years old and you cannot hold down a job, uh, you need to be evaluating things in your life. Of course, you know, there are exceptions to every rule. Every situation is different. But as far as Sean, if he, like, I don't really understand why he doesn't have jobs. That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I guess he's getting paid decently from MTV, so he doesn't have the hustle behind him to do that. 
But Sean is kind of a bum, I think. And I will say, like, he does seem to be an involved father. Like, when Chloe, when he's there, he takes care of Chloe, seemingly. I mean, I'm not going to, like, be like, you're so amazing for taking care of your daughter for four days. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But as far as, like, your ability to care for your child, Sean seems to have a good grasp on that. I think the issue with Sean is that he's very unreliable. And in the end, Jade can't trust him to be consistent because I think Jade and Sean are always one big like they're always just a step away from having like a big explosive fight and then Sean leaves for two weeks and like doesn't even check on Chloe the whole time he's gone I think that's the issue with Sean it's like when he's there he's there but then you have a fight and he leaves and he's gone and it's like he was never there I I would like to see Sean do better but I kind of think he's like a bum at heart to be honest so the episode ends with Jade talking about her parents. So when Jade was in Vegas, her parents called to ask if they could see Chloe. And Sean told Jade, no. He's like, no, they. I don't want to see them. They can't come here. And Jade was fine with that because, you know, she wasn't there. But she's like, well, I don't want to be in the middle of them. And so Shade, Shade, <laughs> Shane and Jade have a fight about this. And Sean says, oh, well, I'm calling him Shane. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. Sean because I'm, I'm thinking Jade and Shane. I don't know why, but his name is Sean. If I called him Shane this whole time, I mean, it. what am I going to do? Rerecord this segment? No. You guys know who I'm talking about. Before that, I need to say that when he was reading off his drug test, he read he passed for, you know what I mean? He passed for um, like cocaine, barbiturates, which is Xanax, if you didn't know what that is, opiates, uh, meth, he wrote off a couple of them, and then he goes, and the last one, I passed. I noticed he didn't say THC, <laughs> because I think he still smokes pot, and Jade smokes pot with him, and they both know that he smokes pot. I just noticed, at least I'm pretty sure, because I was listening for it. I had my listening ears on, specifically to say if he was going to pass for THC, and that wasn't mentioned, and I also was like, huh, that's weird. Um, Those tests always have THC. I think it's very hard to get a drug test that doesn't have THC on it. Like usually even the most basic like three drug tests will almost always include THC. And I a panel like that, I think that was like a 10 panel test, like definitely include THC. So when he's like, and the last one, I I'm guessing he failed for THC, but they both knew he was gonna fail for THC and it was fine that he failed for THC, which like look if you still can smoke pot and not be on heroin, like, then keep smoking pot. I don't judge that. You know, like, that's not for me to judge. The longer I get, the longer I stay sober, the less I um, think that abstinence is the answer for everyone. I just know it's the answer for me because I know how I smoked pot and it was never just like a recreational every once in a while thing. I smoked pot like an alcoholic drink, which means I smoke pot all day long, every day. And I don't want that in my life anymore. So it's not worth it for me to start smoking pot again and like accidentally get there. Like I was very, very addicted to pot, very addicted to pot. And it's definitely been by far the hardest thing um, to give up this whole time. Like I think about drinking sometimes, but not, I think about drinking kind of like a romantic way and like I, I would like to have a night 
out drinking and dancing. Like, that was fun. Like, I had a lot of really fun times drinking, but I also had a lot of really awful times drinking. So when I think about drinking, it's more in the context of, like, doing things. Less about how I would feel drunk and, like, wanting to drink and more about, like, wanting that experience that I can't have sober, which I have people tell me all the time, you can have that experience sober. I can't. It's okay. I don't really like dancing that much when I'm sober, I found out. It's not one of my favorite things to do. Um, There's a lot of things that I really like to do drunk. Not a lot of things, but there are things that I really like to do drunk that I don't like to do sober. And I'm never going to get that experience back, which is fine. Like, I don't need to go out dancing. First of all, where the fuck would I be going out dancing now? But I just mean in general, I don't need to do that anymore. I'm also 32 years old. Like, I I did that in my 20s. I did five years of that. Like, I don't need to do that. But at the same time, so when I think about drinking, it's more of a, like, it would be nice to be on vacation and drink unless, like, I want to, less that I want to feel drunk. But with pot, like, I miss smoking pot. Like, I miss the act of smoking pot. I miss feeling high. I sometimes feel like I missed out on, uh, like... (laughs) legal weed. I smoked weed every fucking day from the age of like 16 to, um, how old was I when I, well, once I started doing dope, I kind of stopped smoking pot because I didn't have money for it. So I did, I smoked pot every day, multiple times a day from when I was like 16 to 24, let's say, and nothing about it almost ever changed. (laughs) Like nothing about it changed. Our vapors, our vaporizers, uh, for my old heads out there, were these things called a volcano. They were like $900. They were this huge round thing. And then you would put what looked like huge popcorn bags on them and fill it up. Like, that's how we vaped weed. (laughs) Any edibles? Oh, I had to make them. Like, there was no, (laughs) there were no gummies. I mean, I'm sure they existed in California at the time, but they really had not made it out to the East Coast. Like, they really hadn't. And I was just buying, like, whatever weed for my dealer. And then I feel like as soon as I got sober, like, legal weed really made its mark on the East Coast. Um, and all of a sudden, people had their vape pens and the gummies and the sodas and all of this shit. And I'm like, well, that's not really fair because I put in the work and now I can't reap the reward. <laughs> Like, Pennsylvania has medical pot right now. I think we're going to legalize it not that long from now. And there's a dispensary literally one minute from my work. I drive past it almost every day. I'm like, when they started building, I was like, what's that going to be? Like, a bank? I was like, that's weird. Why aren't there windows in that store? Like, I noticed right away that there weren't windows. And then once the sign went up, there's probably a weird edit there because I said the name of the store, but I decided to cut it out. Um because it's near my work. (laughs) But they're like all over the place are these medical or these dispensaries popping up in Pennsylvania. And that's just very different from what I got to experience. So that's what I miss about smoking pot. But I, to me, it's just not worth it. Like, it's just not worth it for what might happen. Um, So Jade and Sean are fighting about Jade's parents. And Sean's like, I don't really understand why they don't need to take a drug test. And she's like, well, I don't have any proof they're doing anything. And Sean's like, well, there was shit in the house and it wasn't my shit. So whose do you think it was? And then they like kind of fight about it. I have a lot of confusion when it comes to Jade and Sean. Well, Jade, I think the thing is with Sean. Okay, 
when it comes to the drug addicts in her life, I think when it comes to Sean, she feels like she can exert a lot of control over it, which is why she likes it and acts the way that she does. But I think she feels very helpless about it when it comes to her parents, which is why with Sean, she like bulldozes over him with anything and is like, you have to go to rehab. You have to take this drug test. You can't be here. And like constantly setting rules and boundaries. I mean, they break them all the time, but at least with Sean, she tries. So I think when she's with her parents, I think she still feels like she doesn't have the authority to do that with him and them and isn't sure how to do that with them, which is why she kind of acts so differently with her parents. Um, I personally think that the shit that was found in their house is probably her parents and not Sean's. It has not seemed to me this season like Sean is actively using a hard drug. We still don't know. I don't think he ever said Did he say, I mean, I've always assumed it was opiates, but now I can't remember if that was like confirmed on a reunion or I think it was. I vaguely remember him confirming it on a reunion, but even if he didn't, I'm pretty sure it was dope. Um, Nothing really about him screams meth to me and everything about him screams dope to me. Um, and dope is heroin, by the way, just just in case you didn't know that. Although I think in the Midwest, some people call meth dope, but on the east coast dope is heroin so i like everything about him screams dopehead to me so i don't think this season he's been actively using i mean like i said i think he's smoking pot they're probably drinking but it doesn't seem like he's actively using but it does seem like her parents are she said it they would be up all night like their room was disgusting they would act crazy i don't know why jade is just so Just so, like, she needs boundaries with her parents and she doesn't know how to set them, which is sad to watch. Okay, let me take a really quick break and then we will get on with the next girl. Okay, who was, who's on this show? (laughs) Leah is talking about her book, like she wrote it, which is... A real LOL to me. Leah did not write a fucking book. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with the idea that Leah wrote a book? Leah's a dum-dum. I'm sorry, but she is. She did not write that book. If you read the book, it's very clear that she is a ghostwriter because the book is decently written. It's not hard to read. I would say especially compared to like Janelle's book, the ghostwriter was crazy. It was so obvious. Tomlin and I, I think it was Tomlin and I, did an episode uh, recapping Janelle's book, I don't know, three years ago now, a long time ago. You know, it's so obvious that the ghostwriter, like, never even talked to Janelle. (laughs) It was so weird. But I think Leah's actually did a pretty good job. And I could definitely believe that Leah, she talked about writing a timeline. Have you noticed that's the only thing she really talked about in regards to writing a book? She's like, well, I wrote a timeline. And then I think she said something about the editor. But what Leah did was she wrote a timeline and she talked to the ghostwriter and probably wrote up some things that happened. And then the ghostwriter wrote the actual sentences that are in the book, which is totally fine and makes sense because she is not a writer. (laughs) And the book was actually like decent 
it's it was decently written is what I, I'll say about it. And so Leah pretending like she's like strenuous strenuously working on a book is very funny to me. If you notice, there's no actual scenes of her writing. She doesn't talk about the writing process at all. Like I would believe maybe Macy writes her own books because she fancies herself as a writer. Kale, I'm sure, works with a ghostwriter. I'm sure basically everybody works with a ghostwriter. And Leah just, like, not acknowledging it is very funny to me. But that was kind of the whole episode was her talking about this book. And then she was going to go to Costa Rica in L.A. And Jeremy was like, you can't go to Costa Rica. <laughs> He's like, "We're." did you see on the news about this coronavirus? I was surprised to see Jeremy so um, adamant about it. I mean, I'm sure now he's, like, full-on hoaxy. Like, it's a hoax, it's a hoax. But at the time, he seemed pretty serious about it, surprisingly. There was one scene that kind of caught my interest. Uh, Lee was talking about dropping the girls off at their activities, their extra, like, their after-school activities. And she was like, the girls are so busy. And then she said, like, Gracie, you're going to get your back handspring at uh, cheerleading, which I can't believe she doesn't have a back handspring yet. Okay, let me be... <laughs> Let me be not rude, but if your child has been in cheerleading since they were, like, four years old, like Gracie has, and they can't do a back handspring at nine years old, I could do a back handspring when I was, like, six. Like, like if you do gymnastics as a child, like, you can do a back handspring. Like, if you have any sort of gymnastics tumbling skills as a child, like, you can do a back handspring. Like, Lil Nova at her $1,000 a month gymnastics is probably doing like fools and back tucks and shit and twists and layouts um yeah so the fact that she can't do a back handspring or a round off back handspring when she's they're nine or ten at this point is very confusing to me because she's been in gym uh cheerleading for so long i don't mean that every nine or ten year old needs to be able to do a back handspring obviously a ton of nine or ten year olds or adults can't do cartwheels like that's <laughs> that's fine but it's just weird that like it seems like she is very involved in a sport that heavily involves tumbling because she's on an all-star team so they do you know the serious if not bad form tumbling and <laughs> oh my god there's on tiktok there's this person that is always having his cheerleaders do these like trick things and their form is so bad and it looks so dangerous it's so scary for me to watch Ooh, it's scary uh, cheerleading has a lot of issues with form, and that's why they're always getting hurt. Anyway, I was just surprised to hear that, I guess. Uh, I hope Gracie has gotten her back handspring now. Uh, then she talks about Addie going to softball, and I was like, well, does Grace, or does Allie get to do a sport? <laughs> Not a sport, but like an activity. There is no talk of Allie doing an activity, which depressed me. But that was it for Leah. Leah is a famous author now. Okay, with Brie... I did notice at the top, we saw the girls in their own room. It's very clearly just Stella and Nova in their room. They have two little twin beds. So I guess they did get a four-bedroom room unless Brittany and Brie share a four-bedroom house because I know we weren't quite sure how many bedrooms were in that house. But I'm hoping at this point Brie has her own room because, you know, they need privacy from each other. This episode is about the fact that Brie needs support from Lewis and Devon. Which, no doy. Like, truly no doy. <laughs> There's such... Uh, I noticed that Devon uh, gets a lot... Like, has a lot of people rooting for him online. I think that the thing with Devon is that we... Well, first of all, I think a lot of people didn't watch her 16 and Pregnant 
and Teen Mom 3 to see, like, how truly awful Devon was on her 16 pregnant and Teen Mom 3. And then I think Devon being, like, them not being on TV for, what, five or six years, I think really lent itself well to Devon. Because I think if MTV had been following that whole time, well, maybe he would have been around because MTV was there to give him a paycheck. But let's say things still played out exactly how they did, I think people would have a lot less compassion for Devon because he just, like, dipped out of Nova's life until MTV came back and Teen Mom 2 came back. Like, until then, he just was not around. He wasn't around at all. His family wasn't around. Like, Nova really did not see her dad at all. And he popped back up when MTV came back, which, you know, (laughs) that tells you what you need to know. And look, is it good that Devon is around and that he and Nova seem to have a close relationship? Yeah, But do I think Devon's any sort of good father? No. Devon's a bum. I mean, look, Devon is getting it together and I'm happy for him. In this episode, he mentions he got a car, which is great. He has his own apartment. Like, clearly he is doing better and I give him props for that. And I think Princess and I said this. Like, if Devon didn't have a child, I think Devon and Brie are 24. They're younger than the Team Mom 2 people you're 24, 25, I'd be like, oh, Devon's doing well. Like he's, you know, he kind of had a messy like late teens and early 20s, but he's getting his shit together and I'm proud of him. But the fact that it's taking a long time to get his shit together when he is a kid to me is just like, eh, I don't know. Devon is doing okay as a father and that's it. And I don't really have a lot of compassion for him. And the fact that Brie, that he like doesn't give Brie money says a lot. Like, it just, it says a lot. He, he was like, well, I just got a new car, so I won't be able to. (laughs) It's just a mess. Brie decides to type up a list of every expense that she has, kind of just to show Devon and Lewis, like, exactly how much money she's paying for everything. Uh, People on Reddit, like, took screen caps of the list. (sighs) I'm not that interested in breaking down Brianna's finances. Look. Does Brie probably pay much, too much for a car? Does she probably pay too much for her nails? Does she probably pay too much for her hair? Does she spend too much on uh, clothes? Is Nova's gymnastic really fucking expensive and she probably doesn't need to be uh, that involved in a sport that costs that much money? Competitive gymnastics is extremely expensive. It is very, very, very expensive. And... I would imagine she is already on the track where she's going to try and move up in levels and then with the ultimate goal being making elite, which means that you are on like, you go to national competitions and then if you're really, really good, you go to world competitions or international competitions. That would be the goal. I have no idea. She's eight or nine now, which means that she's either on track or she's not, (laughs) probably. Uh, Usually girls are hitting elite around... I think they could do junior elites, essentially. I think it's called junior Olympics. Is I don't know what their division is called. But the juniors hit, I think, around 13 and 14, maybe 12 and 13. So if Nova is seriously, if she's very good at gymnastics and she's serious about gymnastics, I can believe that they're spending that much money on gymnastics because she's at the age where, I think she she's at the age where kids are really like, are you 
good at gymnastics and are you trying to be an elite gymnast are you trying to get a scholarship for gym are you trying to get to level 10 like are you trying to do this or are you not do you want to just do something else instead so if they are spending this much time and uh, effort on nova's gymnastics i would believe that she's probably pretty good so yeah brie probably doesn't spend her money well which like surprise surprise (laughs) She grew up poor and then came into a bunch of money from MTV and social media. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Brie, Brie is great with money. Like, good for Brie. Because those expenses, some of them were pretty crazy. Like, her car payment is wildly high. But I don't think she was showing that to be like, you need to give me half of all of this. Because I think people, like, saw that scene and thought that Brie was expecting them to give her money towards, like, her nails and her car No, she was just showing them like, this is how I spend my money every month. These are what I'm paying in bills and this is why I need help. Also, I want to point out that child support is not, your money doesn't go to the child. Child support is to like pad the income of the primary parent that is spending way more fucking money than you on your child. And that child support, like, it's not like she's going to take that out and then like, spend only that on Nova. It's just so that she has some extra money because she's paying every other fucking bill that they have. I don't know. I think people like are way too hard on Brie in general. I really do. I think Brie is like, (laughs) she's not great, but she's not the worst either. And I think people are just very harsh on her and I, I don't really get why. And I think, well, I think part of it is that Devon is very good looking and he's also very mild mannered. So he's not, you know, he's very mild-mannered. So people like Devon, and so that means that they don't like Brie. But I think Brie had every, of course, Brie had every right to fucking ask them for regular child support. She doesn't want to go through the courts because she doesn't want them to get visitation. Now, I understand to an extent what she's saying. I do, because these guys are unreliable, and she doesn't like the idea of suddenly being like legally forced to send the girls over there at certain times because as of now, Brie 100% controls what the girls do. You know what I mean? It's all up to her and I understand why she wants to keep it that way because that's how it's always been and I think she doesn't like the idea of Devon having set visitation. I think that that is not something that she's interested in but at the same time, if you're not willing to go to court and establish that, then you can't be so sure that you're getting child support. I mean, even if you go to court, you know, if he doesn't work a job, like, where are they going to garnish the wages from? (laughs) Good luck with that. But yeah, he, I get why she doesn't want to go to court. I do. I get why she doesn't want them to have regular visitation. Not regular, scheduled visitation. Because it doesn't seem like Brie keeps the kids from the dads at all. Like, at all. You know, well, we know Lewis just doesn't come around at all, but it seems like Devon and Nova spend a pretty decent amount of time together. And she is pretty, you know, she let Nova go over there with his mom. She's pretty, she's pretty lax, all things considered, compared to where she was, like, two or three years ago when she came on the show and she was really strict about Devon seeing Nova. She's pretty lax with him. And so I get why she doesn't want it to be official, but at the same time, it's like, 
maybe you need to go make it official because I think Brie at the same time is a person that likes to set herself up for failure. You know, she likes to set the people up around her for failure and then she likes to be mad about it, which is a really hard way to live. (laughs) It's not a fun way to live. It's really hard. Uh, At one point, she says to Lewis, I thought this was interesting. She says, Stella has a relationship with Devon, and sometimes she calls Devon dad because she doesn't know. And I want her to call you dad. I was like, damn. Brie did get on Twitter and said that Lewis has been giving her $200 a week since then. He's not around. She's like, Lewis isn't shit. He's not around, but he does give me $200 a week, so that's good. I think she was calling Devon a bum. I think she was, like, not pleased with Devon and the amount of money he's never giving... (laughs) That he's never giving Bray. Uh, apparently, he's like picking her up from school every day now. I don't know. It can. I feel like Bree on Twitter makes no sense compared to the Bree on this show. So I barely even follow her online because I'm just like none of this, none of this tracks. But I did see on Reddit that she was posting about it. Uh, Roxanne in this episode was very funny. At one point, she's just standing in the kitchen like slowly drinking a glass of water while Brie is talking to Lewis and Devon. And Brie turns around. She's like, okay, do you want to say something? (laughs) I don't know. It was very funny to me. This was actually kind of entertaining watching Brie essentially hold a business meeting with her children's fathers (laughs) where they had like a budgeting meeting. (laughs) Oh, Brie. Okay, let's wrap things. Well, not wrap up this podcast because it's been 40 minutes. Let's wrap up this recap with Kale, who at this time is 40 weeks or 40 weeks, 14 weeks pregnant and has not told the kids yet. I was like, oh, fuck. She tells the kids shortly after this. I know she does because they're in that gender reveal thing that she posted. She goes and gets an ultrasound. She finds out it's a boy and she talks a lot about how upset she is with this pregnancy. She says she considered getting an abortion. She went to the abortion clinic and then she's Got, she asked for the ultrasound picture or the ultrasound in the picture and she saw it and decided that she couldn't abort it, that it wasn't for her. Do I think Kale should have gotten an abortion? Yeah. Duh. Like, clearly tying herself even more to Chris was a very bad idea. Bringing another baby into this such an unstable situation is very fucked up. It's really unfair to Creed that he now is saddled with the drama of his parents. Um, So yeah, I think Kale should have gotten an abortion, but she didn't. Whatever. It's her choice. She decided not to. I can understand why it's probably very hard in that position to do so because she can afford to have another child. She seemingly loves to be a mom. She, you know, once she said she wanted more kids, so I can see why she didn't get the abortion. I think that that probably wasn't her best choice, but I see why. So the interesting thing that happens in this episode, and we like really gloss over it. (laughs) So I guess what Kale wanted to do was get, I don't, okay, I don't understand any of this. Because the reason we found out Kale was pregnant is because she sent that ultrasound picture to Chris's family. I His aunt got it. I don't know who she sent it to. And it was like, here we go again, do July. And it looked like a like 10 week ultrasound. So at that point, she was clearly telling people she was pregnant. But then in this episode, she says that she started, she's like, well, I told people I miscarried because I was going to get an abortion. I didn't want to have to tell anybody I got an abortion. And, but they already knew I was pregnant. And I was a little confused because if she got pregnant and wasn't sure what she wanted to do, I'm not sure why she told 
anybody about it, like besides her close friends. I'm not sure why Chris's family, or to be honest, Chris was involved in this conversation at all. That was very surprising to me or is confusing based on like what she's saying in this episode because she's making it sound like from the moment she found out she was pregnant she was really considering aborting so I'm not sure why she then sent like an enthusiastic ultrasound picture to Chris's family uh you would think she just makes it seem like she from the moment she found out she was upset but like then that ultrasound picture in text doesn't really like jive with that you know what I mean it they don't they don't make sense to me those two actions but I guess because people knew she was pregnant the internet and also people in her life she was going to tell people she miscarried the thing that bothers me about that that she said that is there's been a long-standing rumor that the miscarriage that Kale had with Javi was actually her getting an abortion now what is this rumor based off of it's based on a comment left on a blind item site I swear to god that said that Kale had fucked Sterling, her friend Sterling's husband, gotten pregnant and had an abortion and lied about it and said that uh, it was a miscarriage. I have never believed that. It didn't make any sense. Sterling and Kale are still best friends. It's never made any sense to me. I believe that she had a miscarriage. I I mean, may, I don't know. Maybe she did get an abortion lie about it, but there's absolutely no proof of that. So when she said this, I was like, oh, she's fueling that rumor. Oh, now we're going to have to talk about that fucking rumor again. I personally do not choose to believe that she had an abortion. She did have a miscarriage with Javi. But she said that she had told some people that she miscarried. She had told some people already that she was getting, that she got an abortion. (laughs) I don't really, like, Kale lies so much in ways that just don't make sense to me. When she tells Joe and Javi that she was, that she is pregnant and keeping the baby in V, they all give her a great response and what Kale says is so fucking weird. She's like, well, I had already, I told Javi that I had an abortion when I told him I was like pregnant and keeping the baby. He didn't even call me out for lying. He wasn't like, why did you lie about that? That's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> I guess I just don't really understand like why she was telling anybody at all if she was so unsure what she wanted to do and why she like put her business out there to people in her life. Then she had to lie about it. Then she had to come clean about the lie. Kale makes things so hard for herself in a way that I don't understand. Kale, this episode was sad. Honestly, this episode was just very sad to me. Like, hearing her cry about how glad she was to have V support just really, it just shows how, like, miserable Kale is, I think. And that's actually a perfect transition because one of the first questions that I got from Rachel, hi, Rachel, how are you, dear? Uh, my dear friend Rachel is, she said, do you think that, where's this fucking question? I took them in in reverse order. She said, do you think Kale is starting to realize how sad her life is? And I think the answer to that is yes, I, I do. I mean, she was arrested, right? She was arrested. I think that Kale is starting to get some introspection about her life. I think Kale has absolutely no idea how to fix it. And I, I don't, think she necessarily wants to fix it. Not because she likes the way her life is going now. I think that she can't imagine her life any other way. And so for her, like the only life that she can imagine is this like chaotic, awful, sad one. And she probably doesn't believe that it can be any better, which is sad because it can be if she would go to get some intensive help, which I've spoken extensively about. So yes, I think Kale realizes how sad her life is. 
Um, <laughs> okay, the next question is from Renee. She says, what's next for Nate in his post-Trump law spiral? So I don't know if I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, but Nate has gone totally off the deep end. I mean, yeah, he's been off the deep end. As I've discussed, Nate and his girlfriend Ashley for me are like my number one teen mom hatred uh, targets. I don't know why. I really don't know why, but they are the two people that I hate the most. I find something about Ashley to be so upsetting. (laughs) She upsets me like on this deep personal level in a way that I can't understand. But Nate has been going live a lot lately. And I had posted some of them on my Instagram. He was like recording videos uh, on IGTV and like talking about God. And then he like got into politics and at first seemed like semi-okay just talking about his Republican bullshit. And then it got like real alt-right, real gross racism. And as I've talked about with David, like I don't feel the need to post racist shit on my wall just because a, a team mom cast member who we know is racist said it. Like I, as a rule, don't post anything that David says. I don't post, I have decided not to post most of the stuff that Nate says if, like, something came out, a cast member said something racist that we didn't know they felt that way, I think in that case, like, yeah, I would obviously, of course, I would share it. But I think when it comes to known racists, like, I don't need to be giving that any more of a platform. And Nate, like, just says really disgusting shit. He's really gross. He's really, really racist. It's just, it's just awful. And so Nate's been doing these Instagram lives where he was talking about Trump and how Trump was going to win. And then after the election, he did an Instagram live that I happened to watch in which he was very drunk, which he admitted. He said he was drinking tequila and Sprite, I think is what he said he was drinking. Uh, He was very drunk, very, very drunk. He talked about the fact that he and Ashley are not good in their relationship together. He said they're two alphas. (laughs) They're just two alphas fighting. And he doesn't like that she posts butt shot pictures on her Instagram because he doesn't think it's wifely. <laughs> Apparently in another Instagram live, he said that uh, Ashley and him don't talk about his alcohol issue because she's a substance abuse counselor and she, do- he- she doesn't want to bring her work home. <laughs> that That's unhealthy. But uh, Nate then went on, he's like full on conspiracy about the election and the the made up fraud. I mean, he's just an idiot. Like he's very stupid. And it really is remarkable what the alcohol is doing to him. Okay, uh, this one, how will Janelle financially support herself in 2021? That's a great question. I don't know. I get a lot of questions when I do these, like, how broke is Janelle? How does Janelle make money? I think Janelle's very broke. I would imagine they blew through a lot of her money. The reason that she moved out back to North Carolina from Tennessee is because she couldn't afford to pay rent and pay her mortgage. I don't think she makes very much money on Instagram because she doesn't get sponsored deals, really, because if she does, you know, the brand gets uh, a lot of attention from people that don't like Janelle, which I think they have every right to do. And to be honest, if I liked a brand and they sponsored Janelle, I would be really disappointed in them because Janelle is such a bad person and she really doesn't deserve to be an Instagram influencer. Not that anybody deserves to be an Instagram influencer, but I do believe if you are a bad person, um, it's okay that your platform gets taken away from you. And I don't think Janelle, she doesn't post those clickbait ads anymore. I don't think like the clickbait posts, I don't think she posts those anymore as far as I know. 
and she doesn't really do a lot of sponsored content. She might be making money off her TikToks, but I doubt she's making a ton of money off her TikToks. So I don't know how she's going to financially support herself in 2021. I have no idea. Okay, this one says, thoughts on Mackenzie Edwards' new face, weight loss fillers, or work done? I don't think her face is that different. I think she lost weight. I do think she got um, maybe a chin implant. If not a chin implant, she got, she did something to like the bottom of her face that made her jaw a lot more defined. Obviously, part of that is losing weight. But I do think she got, oh, actually, what I think she probably did is got Kybella, which like melts the fat in your neck and under your jaw. So I think that's probably, and under your chin, so I think she probably got Kybella, some Botox, some fillers, but I don't think she's got, like, I don't think her face has changed that much. She's lost weight. She looks good. Like, her face looks good. I don't think she's done, like, extensive plastic surgery stuff. Just a little, you know, a little stab here and there, probably. Um, This one says, do you think any of the Teen Mom girls could become a real housewife? <laughs> no. Maybe Kale, actually, yeah, I think Kale could be a real housewife. I think that Kalen would be, like, I think Kale would be good on a multi-cast member show because obviously the show she's on right now is every girl has their own segment and storyline. They don't interact with one another. And I think Kale would be good on the Real Housewives. Like, I would be okay with Kale and the Housewives. I think, well, I wouldn't be okay with it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But out of everybody, I think she would be the one that best understands how to be a Real Housewife. I think Kale gets reality TV. And I think Kale will be a reality TV personality for a long time. Like, I'm sure once Team Mom is up, she'll be on Big Brother UK Celebrity Edition. She'll go on every Oxygen show. Like, she's going to do all that shit. Okay, um... Speaking of Kale, somebody asks, is Kale ever going to address all this stuff going on with Chris? I don't know, man. I guess it depends on what is filmed for Teen Mom and what's not. I think she's going to get away with telling as little as she can. I think it's crazy that she hasn't addressed any of this. <laughs> like, crazy, crazy. I don't know. I guess if the arrest and aftermath is on Teen Mom, she'll have to, right? But I don't know if she's going to let Teen Mom film any of that. I'm curious. That's a good question because I'm wondering it too. Okay. I got a couple about Chelsea. Who's going to replace Chelsea? And will Chelsea actually get an HGTV show that has, that given that she has such hideous style? One, I'm not really sure what they're going to do with Chelsea being gone. I think they will replace. I personally, I think I talked about this in last week's episode. Did I? I can't remember. I think if I was teen mom, I would bring up Kayla from Teen Mom Young and Pregnant and put her on Teen Mom 2. I think Ashley is the better and more interesting storyline, but I think Ashley is the star of Teen Mom Young and Pregnant and Teen Mom Young and Pregnant is coming back. So I think, I don't think bringing Ashley to Teen Mom 2 would be a very good idea because I think Ashley is the most, obviously the Beavers like get kind of the most attention online, but I think that Ashley is kind of the star of Teen Mom Young and Pregnant, and I don't really see them moving up Ashley to Teen Mom 2. Remember when Ashley said that she was offered Teen Mom 2 first and she turned it down? <laughs> what a fucking stupid lie. <laughs> like, nobody believes that, hun. But I think it will be Kayla. And then they'll, they'll bring up some 16 and Pregnant girls onto Teen Mom Young and Pregnant. I think that would be what I would do. 
if I was MTV. I think Kayla will best fit in the Chelsea spot. And no, I don't think Chelsea will get an HGTV show. I think Chelsea and Cole have built one house with the help of a contractor and now fancy themselves as house builders and home flippers, which, yep, as you said, her style is awful. I don't think that, I don't think Chelsea and Cole uh, are endearing outside of the Instagram teen mom bubble. I think people really like Chelsea that were teen mom fans because I mean, she's come a long way, and it's interesting how far she's come, and it's easy to root for her, right? By the way, did you notice her extensions in this episode? Whew. They were not good. In the scene where she's texting Donna, you can see the full track. <laughs> Somebody on Reddit said, is this why she wears beanies so much? And I think the answer is yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, Chelsea and Cole are, people like people like them that watch Teen Mom, right? Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just like had a half hiccup. <laughs> I think people that watch Teen Mom like Chelsea and Cole because of their growth, because of the fairy tale of it all, blah, blah, blah. I think people on Instagram like Chelsea and Cole because they're very basic. They're good looking. That's all you need on Instagram, right? I don't think that people that watch HGTV will like them. Um, I think that if you don't have backstory on Chelsea and Cole, you would find, one, their voices to be very, very annoying, and two, for them to be boring, and three, they're not really stars. They're not that charismatic. They just don't have it. I think they have what it is for influencing an Instagram. I don't think they have what it takes for a TV show that is not Teen Mom. Um, so I definitely don't think they'll be on HGTV. I think if they did get a TV show about, like, house stuff, it would be on Chip and Joanna Gaines's new network that I guess they're doing. Or it will be something like, <laughs> I recently discovered, sometime during quarantine, I discovered Snooki and her husband, Gianni, had a house flipping show. The thing is, her husband's an actual contractor. Like, he does it for a living. He... I mean, I'm about to be like, he's a contractor. He does it for a living. He's a contractor. But yeah, he does this for a living. So it made a little more sense for them to have a house flipping show. And they called it, I think it was Snooki and Gianni's house or shore flip because they were doing them at the shore. And it was okay. I mean, I watched a bunch of episodes. I was like, oh, this is nice background noise. I think it was on like Spike TV. I think that's what it will be like, you know, just like some random show that gets like eight episodes that's on a TV network that nobody watches. Um, okay, this is interesting. Do you think Kale could have a stable long-term relationship with someone? No, not now. And this kind of feeds into the other question which that I, is right next to it. It says, given Kale's recent outburst slash arrest, do you think she's learning anything in therapy? So I want to put these two together because I don't, I think Kale now, if she found a partner that was really, that really loved her and really wanted to grow with her and had a really high tolerance for bullshit, she could have a semi-okay relationship. But I think the reality is that Kale is too unstable in herself to have any sort of stable relationship. And as far as therapy, I think people have a really, um, I think the way we talk about therapy and treatment in general, I think we do this with rehab too, 
is it's kind of like this catch-all answer where somebody's like having issues. And I know I do this and I say this to people and I think this way too. I think it's for all of us. It's like, oh, well, you should go to therapy and like that will fix it. And I think we all want to believe that. But I don't think that talk therapy really does a lot for some people that have some pretty serious issues. I think therapy is great. I maybe want to be a therapist. (laughs) Like, I've done therapy a million times in my life. I'm always encouraging friends to go to therapy. I think therapy works best as traditional talk therapy works best as a way to kind of put pieces together. You know, like, I'm doing this because of this. I'm doing this because of this. I'm doing this because of this. And I think Kale's doing that for the first time in her life. So I think that she's probably making a lot of progress there. And based on like the captions that are the like the little blurbs I read from what she says on her podcast, it does seem like she's finally putting some things together. But I don't think she's at a point in therapy where she's having really any effective behavioral changes. I think one, partly because she's not there yet. She's going to once a week talk therapy and she has an entire life of trauma. You know what I mean? Like she has so much trauma to work through and it's going to take a while to even get to the point where she's really, I think, able to do any sort of behavioral changes. I think what she's learning now in therapy is probably shit about herself. I don't think she's working on like ways to change herself so much. I think she's probably talking a lot about herself and her mom and her childhood. And I think that's great, but I think it's not enough, which is why I've always said that I think that she should see a psychiatrist too. And why I think that Kale would really benefit from a intensive like DBT outpatient type of program where you go like three to four times a week and you do... Uh, behavioral therapies, which is different than just talk therapy, right? Like where you do behavioral therapies, like change the way that you think and act. I think Kale would really benefit from that. I don't think she's there yet would be my guess. Um, I hope that she does get there because I think that that would be the solution for her. I think it's good she's in therapy now and she said she's been going to therapy for a year, but I think people are like, oh, well, I've seen a lot like Kale must have a shitty therapist, which one, I don't think is fair. There are a lot of shitty fair therapists, but I don't think it's fair to judge a therapist based on their client's behavior. Because <laughs> I had some good therapists and I was out of my fucking mind because I was not being honest with them. That leads to my second point. A therapist can only work with what you give them. So if Kale's not being totally honest with her therapist, her therapist could not even know she got arrested. You know, like her therapist might not know any of this if Kale's not telling her that. And three, I think that like she just isn't, she isn't there yet. So I hope in therapy, Kale kind of gets to a point where she realizes she needs more help. I hope that that's where she gets. I hope that that's something that happens in therapy for her soon. Would you rather be quarantined with Chrissy and Corey or Janelle and David? I think Christy and Corey, Chrissy must be Christy because I guess Kale's or Jade's stepdad is named Corey. Um, that's a hard question to ask. <laughs> I, I think Christy and Corey, because they stay in their room a lot, it seems like, and kind of just fuck around at nighttime when I would be asleep. So I guess my answer is Christy and Corey, because Janelle and David, Janelle and David physically scare me on a level that Christy does not. So I think it would be Christy and Corey, but that would mean I would have to have them in my home. And the only reason I would think maybe Janelle and David is because they have all that land, so at least you can do shit outside. But I think my answer is Christy over Janelle. 
Um, somebody said, how long, if ever, do you think it will be until Cole returns to his pre-teen mom job? A long time. I think Cole and Chelsea are making a lot of fucking money on Instagram. To give up the show, they must be making a lot, a lot, a lot of money on Instagram. She just announced, somebody asked me to talk about this, so I'll talk about it here. They just announced a new wallpaper line they're doing, but not real wallpaper, that like stick and peel wallpaper. It's like every day she's announcing a new business partnership. I think they're making a lot of money. Um, That wallpaper looked like shit. It looks so bad in that picture. It doesn't even look like it's stuck to the wall correctly. It looks so weird. As far as wallpaper, I actually really like wallpaper. I think wallpaper is very fun. I like the recent trend that I'm seeing of people doing like really loud, crazy wallpaper, like in a powder room or on one wall. Like, I don't think we ever need to go back to like the 80s and 90s. Like every single wall is fully wallpapered. But I am into wallpaper. And I do think the stick and peel wallpaper is pretty cool. But Chelsea's looked like shit. But I think that Chelsea is making a ton of money. And I think Cole is too. And I don't think he's going to have to go back to his job for quite a while, if ever. I can see them maybe doing something like opening a gym. I mean, not now, obviously. And not even probably really close. But I would bet they would do a business of their own. They would open their own business before Cole went back to his job. Uh, Is Leah still sleeping with Jeremy? I think so. Yes. Maybe not all the time, but I I think so. I really, I'm pretty sure. That would be my guess. How do you picture Janelle at 60? Girl, I hope Janelle makes it to 60. Okay, which of the team mom girls do you think will have more kids? Well, obviously, Chelsea's having another baby now. I think Leah would have another kid. I think if Leah uh, meets a guy and gets married and he wants to have a kid, I think she, I think Leah would definitely have another kid. I think Kale might have another kid. Who else is on the show? Jade is definitely going to have another kid. I'm surprised that she hasn't got had another kid yet. Brie would probably have another kid. Maybe. Probably. She talks about how she wants to have another kid. Uh, Macy... Maybe. Macy, like, does that thing where she talks about adoption, and I don't think that's ever going to happen. Hopefully, Amber never has another kid. And, yeah, that's, I think that's it. And that's who I think. I think I'm missing someone, but, oh, Cheyenne? I think Cheyenne might be pregnant now. Everybody, like, in every picture she posts, she looks pregnant, but it's possible she's just gained weight and carries it in her stomach. And also, she just got huge boob implants. So, like, I was like, well, she has to be pregnant. Look at how big her boobs got. But then I was like, oh, right. She just got her boobs done. That's why they look like that. Um, I She's back with that guy, Zach, that she was with in her first season. And I kind of think she might be pregnant. Just, I mean, it's possible she just gained weight, whatever. But I, I kind of think that she's pregnant. Um, okay. Do you think Chelsea would take back Adam if he gave her the time of day? No, I don't. I don't think Chelsea thinks about Adam. I don't think, I think Chelsea genuinely wants Adam to drop dead. Like, I don't think that Chelsea would ever even talk to Adam again. Like, I don't think she holds any attraction for him. I don't think she would cheat on Cole with him. I don't think Chelsea cares about Adam at all. I know a lot of people don't agree with that, but I really think that she's genuinely moved past Adam. I think probably once she got with Cole, she was like, I will never sleep with Adam again and hasn't would be my guess. I do, I can see Chelsea cheating eventually on Cole, but not with Adam. I think that right now Chelsea is like genuinely happy with Cole. I think Cole really just like spends 24-7 telling Chelsea how fucking amazing she is and she still is like high on that. But as far as Adam, no, she'll never sleep with Adam again. I'm sure of it.
Okay, I got a couple questions about like kids becoming teen moms. Somebody asked me like, do you talk about this? Because it is kind of like controversial to talk about which kids I think will be a teen parent um, just in general in the fandom. And I don't love to like talk about it a lot. Uh, somebody also asked me like which teen will break the teen parenting cycle. Um, I think uh, Leah Shirley for sure will break that cycle. I think Aubrey is probably not going to be a teen parent. But I I don't know. Aubrey and Chelsea are so in like that best friend thing that maybe she would. I think those two would be like my biggest guess. I don't think Isaac will be a teen parent. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Bentley probably won't be a teen parent. I don't know, guys. I I don't know. It's hard because it's also like, you know, it's not so much about like who necessarily gets pregnant as a teen or gets somebody pregnant as a teen. It's like who's keeping the baby. And that's, I'm not sure about that. Okay. um, I had a couple people ask me about this with Kaiser's abscess. I don't fucking know, guys. Here's the thing. When it comes to Janelle, I'm not really closely following anything that goes on with Janelle. Uh, Her and David just dark me out. I don't... They lie so much, I can't keep up. Basically, Kaiser was, like, in the hospital last Friday, and I was like, oh, okay. And then the next day, he was with Nate totally fine, so I didn't even look into it at all anymore, but apparently Kaiser had some abscess on his groin that got so infected it went to his lymph lymph nodes. I don't fuck I don't know. First of all, I don't even know if that's true. Janelle lies so much. I I can't really keep up with the life of Janelle anymore because I don't follow her on social media really. She's not on the show. Her and David are just so awful that I'm like not actively seeking them out. And I would imagine if Kaiser had an abscess that got so infected, it went to different parts of his bodies. It's because her children are extremely neglected. You know, like that, her kids are neglected. It also kind of just like depresses me to follow Janelle. (laughs) Now that Janelle doesn't have like the show money anymore and I just like, her life is so bleak, I just am depressed by it. It's not like I don't keep up with Janelle at all. I just, I find it hard to keep up with the day-to-day of Janelle now. Okay. So this says, even though Chelsea is boring as fuck, will her leaving the show tank ratings more? Mm, I don't think so. I think the ratings are just on a downwards trend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think that ratings will go down next season, but they would have gone down next season even if Chelsea was still in the show. Okay. uh, When do you think they will bring the Beaver Girls back? They're supposedly filming Team Mom Young and Pregnant. So whenever that show comes back on. If you had to trade homes with one of the moms, who would you choose? Mm, I I guess Macy's house, but then like gut the inside of that thing. I get. Oh, no. Kate and Ty. That's whose house I would take. Caitlin and Tyler's octagon house. Uh, this one says, wasn't Kale diagnosed with bipolar at one point? Yes, she was. Um, she was apparently diagnosed with bipolar 2, I think, around the time that her and Javi were, like, when she hit Javi, I think she went to see a psychiatrist around that time and was diagnosed with bipolar 2, but then she went on the show The Doctors and they told her she wasn't bipolar and we haven't really heard about it since, but I think that she should uh, get a second opinion from a psychiatrist on 
uh, what is going on with her because I think that she would be a lot happier and healthier if her uh, chemical imbalances were, if her chemicals were balanced. Okay. Would you want to see a teen mom four with this new 16 pregnant cast? Maybe. I guess I would rather than, like, take some of the girls off Team Mom Young and Pregnant like I could do without Kaya and Brie and bring uh, Maddie, the girl from the first episode, and Madison. Oh, that would be trouble. With their, I, we would always have to call one Maddie and always have to call one Madison. But I think that I would like to see them come on to Team Mom Young and Pregnant. Those are actually the only two episodes I've watched. So, but I think that Maddie and her, like, her dad and her extended family in that little tiny house she lives in would be interesting for one season. And then Madison and her crazy-ass mom obviously are needed, you know, they're needed on a Teen Mom show. So I think that would probably be the most likely that they would just maybe rotate some of them into Teen Mom Young and Pregnant, but they might do Teen Mom Young and Pregnant too. <laughs> I mean, why not? You know, why not? Do you think any of the Teen Moms have COVID, have or had COVID? It looks like in next week they're trying to imply that Allie has COVID. I don't think she got COVID. I mean, I'm sh- yeah, probably. Some of them probably got it because a lot of people got it. But I don't think anybody, like, got it seriously. Who do you think the next mom to quit will be? Mm, I don't think any of them. I'll be pretty surprised if any of them quit, to be honest. I I would be surprised because it's just such a large amount of money and it just seems impossible to give up. For most of them, I don't think most of them could really afford their lives lately or their lives at all without being on this show. I just don't. I think that they are broke. Well, they're not broke, but they will be broke without the show because they make so much money on the show, but they spend a lot of money. It just came out today that Leah owes $30,000 in taxes. And then I saw that, I don't know how I missed this, but last summer it came out she had a $120,000 tax lien on her. Why don't any of them pay taxes? What's going on with Kate and Tyler's tax lien? That's what I want to know, that $800,000 that they owe. This is why they can't quit. I think the only reason Chelsea could quit is because she finally was able to pivot her brand to making enough money on social media. But no, I, I'd i be pretty surprised if any of them quit. Honestly, I think the next one to be quit would be Amber. Not because she can make money somewhere else, but I think that she's the one that is most likely to blow up her own life, <laughs> you know, and like quit despite the consequences. I could really see Amber quitting. I'm actually surprised that she hasn't quit already. I know she threatens to quit, like, every third episode, but I'm pretty surprised that she's still on the show. It's hard for Amber on this show. Okay, guys. Look, even though that was the most boring episode of Teen Mom, we had a chat, we recapped the episode, and we answered some questions. So, I hope everyone has a good week. I will be, have an episode next week, but I think I'm going to take Thanksgiving week off. So, I will talk to you next week. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.